Welcome to Setting Captives Free podcast, where we talk about how to experience gospel freedom. Romans 6-7 says, For one who has died has been set free from sin. On today's broadcast, Mike Cleveland, founder of Setting Captives Free, shares how you can experience the freedom purchased for us by Jesus Christ at the cross. Okay, well, welcome everybody. My name is Mike Cleveland. This is my wife, Jody's here with us. Hi. And we also have some new friends with us, Mike and Brooke from Georgia. Mike and Brooke, thank you so much for taking time to be with us today. Yeah, thank you for having us. Well, it's good to talk with you. I've read your testimony, and um, I believe Jody has read Brooks. Absolutely. It was beautiful. And so just wanted to, to talk with you guys about what the Lord is doing in your heart and life. And, and so, you know, we, we look at uh, issues of impurity. And, you know, Mike, I was in bondage to impurity, like pornography and sexual impurity for many years. Right. Um, many decades, actually. And, you know, I, I know that you have experienced these things as well. And what was it like for you? How, how long had you been involved? So I was first um, exposed whenever I was 12 years old. Um, and it's crazy. The, um, and and it's, it's insane the, the amount of weight that you carry around with you whenever you're around it uh, and you're, you're involved in it. And it's, um, it's really hard to come to terms with, you know, whenever you finally get that like, oh, wow moment, you know, like that, where it just hits you and you realize what it's done. Um, you know, unfortunately for me, it, it didn't, I didn't get that moment until after I was married. Um, and, and even worse, like six months, seven months after we were married. Um, uh, now the thing is, it, it did. Uh, and I, I'd be fully willing to admit that it, it did. Um, so we, my wife and I had an, like, my wife had an encounter with it where she had discovered that I was using it um, and uh, abusing it was probably a better word um, for, you know, whenever we were engaged uh, and we were living uh, at the time with her mother-in-law or with my mother-in-law now. And she's a very spiritual woman, like I, I was telling you guys. and. Um, and, you know, I, I, I cried. I cried. Uh, you know, I really wanted, I wanted God to change me. But the thing is, um, my heart wasn't there yet. My heart, I didn't, at that time, I didn't have a relationship with God. And I, I really thought that I did. Um, and I think it's a, a lot of people go through that. A lot of people can think that they have a relationship with God or that they're saved, but they're not, um, you know, for terms in, in purity boot camp, they're not walking by the spirit. So, um, and you know, I just didn't have the relationship that I thought I did. And it's easy to say, well, I'm just not going to look at it and everything will be better. But the truth is that's uh, about only a quarter of the battle. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the rest of the battle comes in uh, whenever you understand the damage that it does. And whenever you understand the bond that it destroys uh, between the person that you're supposed to be with um, and the person that you want to be with. Um, and not only that, the, the bond that it destroys with your relationship with God, because it completely goes against everything God stands for. Um, and so, right. yeah, that, <laughs> I appreciate you bringing that up because, you know, when we look at the sins that are committed, it's not just against our spouse, although it certainly is that, but it's mainly and foremost against God who made us and who redeemed us. But so you say, uh, Mike, so from age 12, and now I don't know how old you are now, but how long has that been? Uh, so I'm 27 now. 
So it's been 15 years, yes. Okay, and so Brooke, you discovered this as well when you guys were first engaged. Were you aware of it ongoing at all? No, I was never aware before I found out about it. So it really just threw me, you know, it broke me, broke me down and, you know, I was really upset and um, I, I come from a broken home already. So I already have like those trust issues. So it took me a long time to get back the trust and, um, but you know, with God's help and prayer, I eventually got it back, but that's why it hurt so bad the second time that I found it. But, um, I really think that it was God's plan for, you know, for me to find it the second time because it's changed so much, you know, it's brought so much to the light and it's truly changed Mike's heart. Whenever he asked for God to change his heart, that's when everything everything got so much better. That's, that's excellent to hear. I, I think as I was listening to you guys, I, a passage came to my mind in Psalm 107 and verse 10, it says, some sat in darkness and utter darkness, prisoners suffering in iron chains, because mm. they rebelled against God's commands. Um, and it just, you know, reminds us that when we're in bondage to sin, it's an iron chain. It's not like ropes, you know, that we could, we mm -hmm. could like Samson, we could take the ropes off, right? But these are iron chains. And Mike, did you experience that as well? The fact that, okay, I'm going to try to quit, but uh, that didn't work and I'm back in it and I'm going to try again. And, you know, that kind of a cycle. Yeah, because what it is, and it's so crazy because it's like, and this is where I feel like Satan just plays such a big part is because you can think, that it's because it doesn't feel like iron chains like you're talking about it doesn't you don't think of it like that but in actuality that's what it is and it's so whenever you're you're trying to whenever you say okay i'm just not going to look at it um i mean the next thing you know you know you're just okay well you know it, it won't hurt this one time mm -hmm. you know and then and it won't hurt and you don't realize it's so the hardest part about that is even though it is iron chains they're almost they're invisible you don't realize you're there um, and that's what makes it so difficult. And, that, and that's what keeps so many people in that bondage. Yes, that's exactly right. You know, Jody watched me go through, she, we would call it wall banging, you know, where I would be super spiritual because I'm going to work my way out of this. Basically, I'm going to read my Bible. I'm going to try really hard to get free from this. And then I would swing the other way because I would be given into temptation. I had no power over it. And it, we kind of termed this, this phrase wall banging. That was a that was yeah. <laughs> yeah. Or very much like a roller coaster and you know where you just you and I in the beginning I rode the highs and lows with him I would be super excited when he was working really hard and, and really super yeah. and then when he would uh you know um stumble and fall I would just be devastated and and yeah. just oh it's never gonna get any better but then um God led me to a place where I began to be stabilized by the cross of Christ and by the gospel of Jesus Christ. And i kept looking to Jesus. And then I, I was able to stop going on the roller coaster. And, and that was so helpful for both of us. Did you have a similar experience, Brooke, where you were able to stop um, uh, feeling that highs and lows or were looking to uh, Christ's death and resurrection really transformed the experience for you? Oh, absolutely. Um, you know, I have those trust issues, but it's, it's just once you realize that Jesus is always there and he's one that you can always count on and you can always run to, you stop, you know, worrying so much about other people and their decisions and how they impact you. I mean, it still hurts, 
it, there's still going to be that hurt, but it gives you a peace. Right. And you learn that by his wounds, you're healed again and again and again, because we are all humans and we all have flesh that's mm -hmm. and we're all going to keep sinning in one way or another. So those wounds are, are um, going to continue to happen periodically, but there is always healing through Jesus Christ. And that's, that is such an encouragement, isn't it? Mm -hmm. yeah. So uh, reading on in that passage, it says that they stumbled and there was no one to help, but then they cried to the Lord in their trouble and he saved them from their distress. And so we know that you guys went to Florida and I believe it was for a funeral. Um, yeah. tell, tell us about the details of that, because isn't that where you, in essence, came to your senses, if I might word it that way, and began to cry yeah. to the Lord? Yeah, for, for lack of better words, yeah, that's uh, um, yeah, it was, yeah, it was that was uh, amazing. So, and this is so all that happened, this was two days after she had found out everything was still going on, and so Brooke was devastated. I mean, to the point to where she was ready, like she wanted, she, I mean, she told me that she wanted to get a divorce, um, because and you know, even the Bible says because and, and ultimately that is adultery, um. You know, and, and it's just, it, it broke me and that, that broke me so much. Uh, and so like literally two days after, um, I mean, by the grace of God, she came down, uh, she still went down there with me. Um, so we went to, to Tampa and that's where all my family's from. And, um, we visited and had a, uh, um, a beautiful ceremony for, for my grandmother, but the, the thing is, when we went down there, um, you know, we had already decided that, you know, we were going to try and at that point, two days after, after talking it out and, and you know, the, the really, really, really lows that, that came of those two days, um, we decided that we're going to do this together and we're going to do this um, the right way. We're going to do this through God and we're going to, we're going to save our marriage. And, mm -hmm. and ultimately that's what I decided. I was going to save our marriage as, as a husband. Um, you know, because you never want to do that uh, to the person that you love. And so <clears throat> we went down to Florida and we were staying in this Airbnb. And I remember it was, I believe it was the first night, you know, the first day that we were there, we were sitting, we were laying in bed and we we're just looking at things because we were talking about, she said, well, hey, I would really, um, I think it would be great if, you know, we did some kind of like a accountability group, you know, how you can join online online groups and stuff where people who, who can support you and everything. And that was great. And, and then we decided that it would really be a good thing to, to go through like a church program for it. And I was like, I'm sure there's something out there. Cause I know I'm not the only one that go, that's gone through this. Uh, so that's where I actually stumbled across the setting path is free. And, um, we, I, I started the purity boot camp, and then literally during my first lesson, uh, I think it was at the end of the first lesson, it said, uh, it was a link to the United Front, which is a course for the spouses. And I was so excited because I was like, okay, well, you know, you can do this while I do this. And she was all on board, um, thankfully. And we started going through this together. And I mean, that first night I, I, we prayed together and I, I really, I, I begged God to change my heart because I couldn't do it anymore. And I didn't want to hurt her anymore. I didn't want to, I didn't want to hurt myself anymore. I didn't want to hurt I, if anyone, I didn't hurt, want to hurt God anymore. Um, and I just feel like it was just, you know, spitting in the face of Jesus who just, you know, completely 
um, got, got put up on that cross literally just for us and for the things that we have to go through and endure in this life and this fallen world. And it, it just broke my heart. I was brokenhearted at that moment. And I, you know, they say that change really, God won't change you until your heart wants to change you because God doesn't hear just your voice. Um, God hears your heart and God sees faith. So, and at that moment, that's whenever everything really changed for us. And like I said, in the testimony is that the next day was absolutely incredible. We, we went out for a lunch. It was, this was right after the ceremony. Um, and the ceremony was beautiful and started, uh, a, a wonderful day. And then we, we went to, um, went to have some lunch and then we went to go and watch the sunset, um, at a local beach right there in Tampa. And I, I kid you not, it was, it was, um, it, it just seemed so symbolic for something just, you know, just, uh, almost a new day, you know, and just, and, and one, one day just passing. And, and it's just, to me, it felt like, um, you know, like we, we made it through, we made it through it. And, and that was the biggest thing I was watching the sunset. And it was amazing because I actually sneaked a picture. Um, I, I, I took a picture with my phone without her realizing she was like laying on my lap right between my legs. And we had the sunset right at our feet over the ocean. Uh, um, and so we have, we actually, my mother-in-law got that picture framed for us and we have it sitting on a fireplace in our, in our, uh, in our house, in our family room now. So we can always remember that moment. And it's amazing because it really was symbolic. It was like, we made it through and we stuck it out and we, we did our obligation to, to, to God and we cherished our marriage and we got through that at the end of the day. And, and we were, um, you know, it, it was amazing, just an amazing feeling. And God, that's whenever God really started working. That is so awesome. And, you know, even the background background of of the funeral in the sense of this backdrop of death, you know, and the new life that you guys are experiencing together. I didn't even think about that. <laughs> it's just, you know, how God works. And he, he, you know, even as we look at this passage, they cried to the Lord in their trouble. He saved them from their distress. It goes on, he brought them out of darkness, you know, the utter darkness and broke their chains away. And, you know, I've been decades free from impurity of all kinds. And the, the wonderful thing is that it's, it's a washing and a cleansing from inside. And, you know, Mike, you know that, that the first real principle of freedom, apart from heart change, of course, but the way that we even get the heart change is to wash at the cross. And what does that mean to you as far as if you were to think about washing at the cross, uh, help us understand what does that mean to you and how do you do it? So what that means to me is, is revisit. Um, for me, in my mind, the way I viewed it is revisiting that image of Jesus up on the cross. And every time for me, I revisit that in my head. I understand, I start to understand, uh, and, and I just get this, this feeling of, God, because whenever your heart believes it, it changes you. So whenever you revisit that image of Jesus on the cross, it just, it does something to you and it gives you this sense of protection against any kind of um, temptations, worldly temptations or any kind of sin or anything like that. And you start to realize it's almost like we're remembering, um, remembering everything in the first place, you know, why it all is the way it is. And it's almost like refreshing your memory on, okay, this is why my life is so good. This is why I've had so much joy. All of this comes from him. All of this comes from this one, one event um, that is, has created multiple waves throughout, you know, 
you know, hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of years. Um, and that's why I'm sitting here today and I'm able to, to give, uh, claim victory on my marriage. Amen. That's beautiful. Um, you know, if you, one of the, the ways that God illustrated this, you guys, was uh, in Leviticus 4, where we talk about all these sacrifices that were offered. They were animal sacrifices. They were to be slain and then taken outside the city and burned mm -hmm. up. Um, and it says in Leviticus 4, verse 20, through this process, the priest will purify the people, making them right with the Lord, and they will be forgiven. Uh, and so as you look at the cross, the sacrifice that happened outside the city gate, it purifies yeah. us. It purifies us by faith, Mike, like you said, as we put faith in the crucified and risen Christ, it purifies us, makes us clean. Sometimes people think, well, I've been clean for, you know, 90 days or whatever, because they haven't done a certain action. Exactly. But what this is talking about is purifying our hearts and our consciences and our thoughts so that we don't even, I used to have eyes of adultery, if you know what I mean, where you yes, absolutely everywhere you would look, you know, well, that's it's crazy how that changes. Isn't it? It's amazing. So think about the next, the uh, pass, the next, um, you know, truth that is taught, which is not only washing at the cross by wa walking by the spirit. What does that mean to you, Mike? walking by the spirit is, is, is everything. Um, and I think that that's the, for me out of the, I know all three are obviously important, but I connected the most with walking by the spirit because it was something that I always lacked. Um, and whenever you walk by the spirit, you can, it's because it, for me, it's something that, that comes after the washing at the cross. And then what happens is whenever you're walking by the spirit, you have, um, you know how they say that you, you know, you have to put the full armor of God on every day. Well, whenever you, you're walking by the spirit, that comes naturally for me. Um, that's how it feels. And so you just feel this overwhelming sense of protection everywhere you go. And so, whereas like you were saying how, whenever you talked about, you know, the eyes of adultery, whenever you, anywhere you would go, you know, you would, you would have those wandering eyes and those seem to fade away whenever you're walking by the spirit, because you're always that image of, of, you know, Christ of Jesus up on the cross is always um, thrown up in your head. You know what I mean? It's always there. It's always, it's always going to be there. And, you know, whenever you're walking by the spirit, you just, it's crazy. It's like a natural compass. You know what I mean? That's and I, that's the best way I can describe it is it's a natural compass to where it, it eliminates those possibilities of, well, maybe I could do this or, well, maybe, you know, this won't hurt. Um, those things are taken out of the equation. It's almost like, um, like I was telling uh, you and your wife earlier, it's almost like um, how my wife and I have downloaded uh, Covenant Eyes. Mm -hmm. So walking by the Spirit is, is God's filter on our hearts and mm -hmm. God's filter on our eyes and our minds. You know what I mean? It's like that filter of protection for everything. And you're not even, it doesn't allow you to go there. Does that make sense? That's a beautiful way to describe it. I really appreciate that. A filter for your heart. That is wonderful. And, you know, Galatians 5.16 says, so walk by the spirit and you will not gratify the desires of the flesh. You know, the world wants us to focus on not doing a behavior, not gratifying the lusts mm -hmm. of our flesh. 
but that's actually an automatic result of walking by the spirit exactly mm -hmm. um, and so what we focus on is well then how do we walk by the spirit and of course that is when we come to the cross of jesus christ now for the the third truth that we we teach i'd like to first of all ask brooke um, because you were somewhat blindsided by this, if I understand you right, as far as yes. down, down in Florida and it all came out kind of thing. And the first thing I want to do is commend you uh, because we see a lot of wives who say, hey, that's your thing, dude. Uh, that is your problem and your issue and you just do whatever you got to do to quit doing that. And so what happens is there's a division and a separation. Mm -hmm. And instead, you guys became a united front. And, and Brooke, so I commend you for that. And uh, so I just, I wanna ask you, as, as you started the study of the united front, um, what, what did that do for you? Like what truths did you learn in, in this process? How did it help you? Um, it was more of a process. Of course, whenever I started it, I was just, you know, really broken and really hurt. And I didn't know if I could ever trust him again. I didn't know um, if I was ever going to be able to get close with him again, because it just, it separates. It, it feels like it separates you two. It feels like they're not really there, you know, but um, going through the process, doing, um, doing the United Front just taught me about how everyone has fallen, you know, and um, as long as you put your trust in God, you will have your peace and all that we can do is be there to love and support support the people that we love in our lives and um that just really it of course it was a process but um over time i was able to it's it also kind of helped help build my relationship back with god because for a long time i had just stopped talking to him and little by little we started doing like our own prayer times where we would go in separate rooms and talk to God on our own. And I think that has done wonders for me. Mm. Um, That's good. And through that, through that, that builds our relationship with each other as well. Yes. It's like the, the cord of three strands is not easily broken. Amen. And, and what, what about, you know, looking to the cross, because of course in the United front, um, Jody wants to, to really focus the attention on the death Jesus died for our own sins. Um, and, and so that helps us then to love our spouses when we take the humble position mm -hmm. and see that, oh yes, he actually died for me too. Um, and Absolutely. so what, how does that affect your own heart, Brooke? As you, as you look at the cross and you've done 30 days of study, basically looking at the cross and how to apply the cross in your marriage, um, how did that actually affect your own heart? Um, it affected it by just breaking it down. Um, I think one of my, one of the biggest struggles I've had in my life that I never really realized until we started doing this was pride because, um, I've always coming from a broken home. I always struggled with actual relationship with people, with God and, you know, going back to the cross every day just really you know, broke my heart and um help me help me in a in a way learn to trust for the first time learn to trust god learn to trust mike um it's just done wonders mm, that's awesome yeah you you actually become brokenhearted don't you 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 yes. really, your own heart is pierced as you look 
at the cross, as you look at the love that Jesus poured out for you, you know, it's, it's, a, it's a strange sort of a, a conflict between being broken and pierced and wounded and humbled mm -hmm. and being made whole and feeling loved and put back together. And is, is that your experience yeah. mm -hmm. as well? Absolutely. And so as, as you look at the, the third principle here, Mike, it's, uh, do you remember what it is? This is a quiz, brother. Warring against the flesh. Hey, you go to the front of the class. Um, and so <laughs> you, do you guys together have a plan that God has enabled you to follow as far as warring against your flesh? Or how, how did that come about? And just tell us about that a little bit. Man, let me tell you, we got our, our, um, our swords and our shields over here. Yeah. We're good. Uh, and, 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 no, seriously, we, we – um, so my um, – Part of my my story and my weakness, um, just sharing a little bit, uh, you know, of extra uh, stuff. So so my temptations always came for me in the bathroom. So whenever I would go to the bathroom and, you know, you always have that mindless scrolling, whether it be on social media or something. And that's when that's when I would always get tempted. That's whenever because um, Brooke and I are always together. So that was like my time where I would go and I would be alone and, and that's Satan took advantage of that. And that was the time where it would just hit me. Um, so, uh, like I said, I mentioned before, um, we the put covenant eyes on our phones, um, which I don't know who's going to be listening to this, but whoever has, um, anybody who has smartphones or anybody who's active on it, which is pretty much anyone, uh, covenant eyes is, is definitely something that, I mean, it is, it works wonders. Uh, you have your partner create a passcode that you don't know, um, and you're not allowed to download apps, delete apps, which forbids you from deleting Covenant Eyes, and it filters your entire phone. Um, so it, it takes away anything bad that can possibly come across. And then it also does accountability. You know, as we talked about in Purity Bootcamp, accountability is a big thing. Um, and so it also sends screenshots to your, to your phone or to your email uh, where both people can see the screenshots of everything that you looked at. So um, that was amazing. That was one thing that's really done uh, wonders is filtering that. But another thing, uh, which is in turn helped us in our marriage, is we've decided we've taken the step to not uh, have phones in the bathroom, either one of us. Mm -hmm. And Brooke has given that up as well because she knows it's for she knows it's for the better of our excuse me, uh, it's better for the better of our relationship. Um, and so what happens? is whenever we do that for one it eliminates that mindless scrolling um and then two we've also or another thing is we've also deleted facebook off of our our phones um if we want to look at them we have to go through the covenant eyes website uh and you know it, that takes away from getting notifications and all this uh and then we've also uh taken the step to um not take our phones to bed with us so we leave our, our phones outside of the bedroom um which is amazing and all of this, in turn, uh, has, has done wonders for, for our marriage because it's amazing whenever you take away this technology, as, as great as it can be, like this video chat we're having right now, uh, as great as it can be and as much as, um, as useful as it can be, it also is destroying a lot of marriages because it's putting sexual impurity right at the fingertips of your hand. Mm -hmm. And it's like Satan just, you know, having access to, you know, whatever he wants is, I mean, Satan's had a field day because of all this technology. So, um, you really have to disconnect to connect, if that makes mm -hmm. sense. Mm -hmm. That's beautiful. And so 
tell me about that just briefly, kind of as we as we wind this up. Um, you're talking about connecting, and you've experienced washing at the cross. You're walking by the Spirit. You guys clearly have a plan to war against your flesh. Um, mm -hmm. So what has that done for you both as far as intimacy? Are you experiencing intimacy together? And, you know, how, how did that come about? And, uh, yeah, uh, I think <laughs> experiencing intimacy together is a, is a, I think would be understating it. Um, <laughs> uh, but no, it's, it's amazing. It's, it's changed everything. Uh, you start to really, 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 really connect um, and love your, your spouse. And I think so. I think what a lot of uh, people, guys and girls, because there's, there's girls who struggle with sexual impurity and, and pornography and everything like that too. Um, although it's, it's really directed towards males a lot of the time. Um, but what it does is that it takes away that bond. So you don't feel that feeling of, of connection that yeah. God intended us to feel whenever we're, you know, being intimate. Um, and so whenever you get rid of the sexual impurity and you get rid of the pornography and you start, like we said, walking by the spirit and you really start like, um, just feeling, um, like you're, you have a relationship with God, you start to understand that the intimacy, um, with your wife or with your spouse is supposed to be that of the intimacy with Jesus and, and the church. It's, reflection. it's a reflection of it. And, and man, let me tell you, it gets deep. And it's awesome. It's really cool. You connect and, and it just, I mean, a whole new world has opened up and everything's better. Everything's brighter. There's more color in the world and you're just happier. Like I, I, I can't say, I know, and it's crazy, but I mean, yes, it has the power and God in, intended for it to have that kind of power over a marriage. Um, I love to hear that. And um, so Brooke, are you amening what <laughs> what Mike is saying. Isn't that amazing how, Mike, if you think about it, the intimacy we were looking for outside the marriage is truly yep. only available inside the marriage, isn't it? Yes, mm -hmm. absolutely. It's right in front of your eyes and you don't even realize it because, um, you know, Satan's plan to, you know, to decoy you. Um, yeah. just, it's just crazy. It's insane. I know I became so very thankful for Jody, uh, you know, as, as I began to walk in freedom and we were a united front together. My heart just was overflowing with thankfulness for her. And um, she had to leave because she actually went to uh, the uh, urgent care. She's, she's got an issue and um, we'll be praying mm. in about. Mm. So she, she wanted to tell you guys, thank you for coming on. And uh, mm. we'll, we'll, we'll definitely pray for. Absolutely. Well, the way that this particular section in Psalm 107 ends, and I think it's so appropriate because I hear it in your voices, is let them give thanks to the Lord for his unfailing love. Because why? He broke away our chains. He brought us mm -hmm. out of darkness. Uh, and so as we, as we close here together, uh, Mike, maybe you can close us in prayer and just a, Absolutely. a prayer of thanksgiving, because that's what we're really doing. We're, the four of us are rejoicing <laughs> together in the Lord. And uh, Mike, as you think about one, this, one last question here. Sure. As you guys think about another couple and they're, they're where you were, maybe they are experiencing um, this horrible separation that Brooke talked about where mm -hmm. sin gets in the middle and the two are separated and they, they are in bondage 
right? They're, they got these iron chains on and maybe they've tried worldly methods and they just can't get free and they're, they're discouraged and they are in darkness and they're sad and we can't get through this. What, what would you say to them right now? What words of encouragement might you offer them? Um, that there is no freedom like having your heart and your eyes open to the love of Jesus Christ. Um, and that as hard as it may seem as an impossible as it may seem, um, to fix this and, and maybe you don't even realize that it's a problem. But what I will say is that the person that you love and the God that we have, that we serve, that loves us so much that he gave his own son, um, everything, your life will change the second that you decide to stop taking, um, what was designed for your wife or your spouse. Um, and, and giving it to Satan's distractions and decoy, um, you know, that, that is, you know, sexual impurity or pornography, anything like that. And that it, it, it will change your life the second that you give your life um, to Jesus and the second that you learn to put your hands up and let him take it from you. Amen. That gives hope. That brings light. That's the gospel. Uh, Brooke, how about you? As far as some wife that has, maybe she's listening to, to worldly wisdom and the worldly wisdom says, kick him to the curb. Uh, yeah. You know, he needs to just shape up or ship out. And I, I think he needs to deal with this on his own. Uh, or maybe she, she said, I, there's just nothing I can do. I can't help in any way. It's just his issue. What, what words would you say maybe to a wife that's experiencing these things? I would say that God, God calls us to love our spouse, even despite their sins. Um, and even despite our sins, our spouses are called to love us too. And we're supposed to stand together. We're supposed to get stronger because of these problems and not separate. Um, that's what Satan wants us to do is separate. But the closer that we get, the stronger that we're both going to get. And with God on our side, there's nothing that can stop us. Wow. That is awesome. That's exactly right. I love it. Mike, you want to close this in prayer? Absolutely. Absolutely. Father God, we thank you so much for um, this wonderful meeting uh, today, Lord. We thank you for just connecting uh, what will be now uh, new friends and new uh, prayer, prayer warriors um, that we can we can communicate with, Lord. And, and that's what you designed us for, so just to communicate with everything. But Lord, first and foremost, we thank you so much for the healing that you've done in Brooke and I's life uh, and in Mike and Jody's life as well. Um, Lord, we, uh, we truly understand the gospel, Lord. Uh, and, and the gospel is, is, is all about free will um, because you will never force somebody to love you. You'll never force somebody to open their heart to you and to give up um, their worldly desires to you, Lord. But whenever that happens, we've experienced, the four of us have experienced uh, the immense amount of change that it can bring. Lord, and all good things come from you. And we just thank you so much for just the freedom and the joy that you provide um, whenever, you know, whenever we decide to make that decision to give it up to you, Lord, and just lay it at the foot of the cross. Um, Lord, we, we, we ask that you just keep watch over all four of us here, Lord, um, that you just just make sure to, to, to keep us walking in the spirit, Lord, and, and just keep us just um, constantly washing at the cross because those are uh, extremely important things, Lord. And, and we just thank you so much for, uh, once again, the new friendships. Lord, we ask that uh, you just be with Jody and whatever she may be going through, Lord, only you know. Um, we ask that you just, you just heal her with anything that she may need uh, healing with. And, and 
we just pray for your will ultimately because uh, your will is is what's always going to be best lord and you already you've already written the beginning and the end and you know um the time for any of us lord and we just ask that you be with uh elisa my mother-in-law that you be with her and lord we're we're praying for healing on her but once again ultimately we just pray for your will um lord we thank you so much for these new beautiful connections that we've made um through you uh, and only through you lord and we thank you so much for the miraculous work that you continue to do in our marriages uh, each and every day in jesus name we pray amen amen this has been a podcast of setting captives free for more information or to enroll in free interactive courses on finding freedom please go to settingcaptivesfree.com tune in next time for more truth that sets captives free